Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today we have the strong mind, the art of building, the inner strength to overcome life's difficulties by Riho Okawa. And what a great book this is, but I will begin with the preface. In this book, The Strong Mind, I present essential ideas that epitomize my thinking on the mental attitudes we should cultivate and my philosophy on life during the period when I was maturing as a religious leader. These pages show the ways to overcome life's obstacles and barriers, the human qualities that will enable you to achieve great success, and the vital secrets to triumphing in your life. What I went through during the last several decades after my spiritual awakening strengthened my heart and mind and helped me develop my capacity and depth as a person. In this period, I tasted suffering and sadness to a degree never experienced by an average person. Over the years, I have produced a vast body of published works and lectures that include a diverse array of perspectives and all of them represent the days I spent cultivating a strong mind through hardship. Each day, whether it brought raging wind, rain, or swelter, I sought to transform the weak mind into a strong mind. And as I have walked the path to self-improvement, my other self has always been there, watching over my every step on this journey. Wow. So fascinating. Powerful words. And this is a powerful book, so it's fitting. But could I ask you what you felt was the most powerful in this book or the most transformative in your life? Sure. Yeah, I mean, this was one of the first uh, books I read of a Master Ryo Okawa. Mm -hmm. And uh, while you know, the entire book is indeed a powerful book, it was actually for me the first chapter that really stood out the most. And um, the first chapter of the book addresses uh, a concept that life crisis uh, arrives once every decade. And um, it explains very thoroughly the types of life crises that are likely to occur in every decade of your life. So, for example, uh, you know, childhood, uh, around your 10th year of age, there is often some type of family trouble, such as, you know, quarrel or divorce, or maybe a parent gets laid off from work, something like that. Uh, or there could be bullying and, uh, you know, it's, it could be a variety of things. And at that age, there's a crisis that we're facing. And then, you know, maybe in our 30s, we're facing the crisis of having to provide for ourselves and our families independently and so on and so forth. So this gave me, uh, as someone in my 30s now, it's, you know, it gave me basically a blueprint for the uh, workbook of problems that I may face going forward in life. And it's just so incredible to me that just to see that there is a real order in life, you know, that life is not just chaos and haphazard. It's, you know, there's a structure in our lifespans. And, and this is a essentially a handbook on on how to get through that. But something else it did for me is seeing it gave me a lot more compassion for people in my life, especially older people who maybe, you know, they're facing very unique problems of maybe, you know, people around them not taking them as seriously anymore. And 
you know, it, like it says, uh, people when they enter into their 60s may struggle to understand the difference between their subjective and objective evaluations of themselves. And, uh, you know, that was something I, I had kind of picked up on, but this really, you know, just gave me a lot of clarity with it and, you know, just improved a lot of my interpersonal relationships with people. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that all of that definitely really stuck out to me quite a bit. Wow, yeah, that sounds really nice to hear. And as you mentioned, well, first of all, there is an order and a structure in life, you said. Right. It's not random and chaos, as you said, but um, I think that is so important for us to know and for us to develop like uh, piety and reverence and uh, these more noble aspects of ourselves and understanding how the world really works so that we can actually look up to people who are older than us and seek out the wisdom of the ages that right. they possess. And I think there's a trend among young people nowadays that looks down upon older people. Oh, yeah. But within this book, you can find exactly what you will learn from people who have experienced more life's experiences than you have. And uh, with that, you can accomplish a lot. So before I get too carried away, I wanted to mention something about the word, the strong mind. So the strong mind, I mean, it could be taken in various ways, but essentially, how would you describe it, John? Um, I would describe it as, you know, the mind is not the brain. So it, otherwise, the, you, you had said this earlier, Dylan, it, it would be called the strong brain. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the mind, as it's referred to here, it's could be described more like your spirit or the innermost part of your soul mm -hmm. or uh, that is really the source of our resilience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this book, it's, it's about uncovering that source of resilience deep mm -hmm. within ourselves. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I would even, I like the word a stout heart, which is used inside this book. A stout heart, because with that heart, what you can do is get through all of life's hardships such as these like um, rainstorms or gusts of wind that you might experience in your day-to-day -day life. And it says on the back that the book will help introduce to you the five mental attitudes you need to achieve, including resilience, stoutness, inner maturity, inner richness, and inner strength. So if you can imagine someone who is not defeated by the most difficult and terrorizing situations and circumstances in their life, you will see someone you can rely on, someone you can look up to, and someone you can put in a management position and have trust that they will lead their subordinates through any situation to a brighter future. So that is why I think this book is so fascinating. And it actually gets back to the part for me, which I felt was my favorite part of this book. It comes from chapter five. And it speaks about this, it's almost like an ancient, hmm, how would I say? It's like a view of life where how you can see people who are in a leadership position, what values are superior than others. So there are three ranks that it talks about in here or three levels of leadership. So the first stage is someone who is sharp, capable, and eloquent. So we might see someone who graduated from a great university, they're entering the workforce, 
and they are very smart. They can speak well, and uh, they can do their job very well. So that might be called the young elite, so to speak. And um, of course, that person is very good for their position. But at the second stage, they need to develop a heart which is bold, dynamic, and magnanimous. So it's more of a heroic personality. Someone who really has these courageous characteristics as a person, and then they can win through unfavorable circumstances. And the top stage, we can find someone who is calm, profound, and dignified. So that type of a person is someone we can always rely upon. Even It's like a captain of a ship of a stormy sea. They are never going to waver. They're never going to be shaken. And so if you can understand these three stages, it first of all, it helps you understand like leadership and maybe the business setting, but it can also be applied to politics. And you can think about what type of character of the person you are electing based on this uh, hierarchy of values. So it's really powerful if we start to think about it. And then lastly, we can apply it to ourselves and think how I or myself can get progress upwards through this hierarchy of values and then make ourselves someone that others can rely upon. It's a level of personal responsibility. So I really love that teaching. Yeah, I do as well. You know, and I think it even says something of um, our ability to choose the people that we look to with admiration. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, to use this as sort of a map of does this person have these qualities? And uh, if so, then, you know, by admiring them, we, you know, uh, will be attuned with them, will become kind of more like them over mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. But if they don't, then maybe it causes us to have to reevaluate that, you know, whether it's in our personal life and politics and business and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to spoil the contents of all the contents of this book. But it speaks about this knowledge is deep within our minds and we somehow know this at the core of our being. But when we read it, then we can actually understand it for the first time. So there's a certain presidential candidate who defeated another candidate and it's following these stages. So you can find out just how that happened. Maybe these things are synonymous with Chinese wisdom or the sages of the Chinese sages such as Confucius and his disciples. But applying this to the Western world will really help straighten out a lot of the problems we are currently facing, I believe. It is the exact order and structure that perhaps a Western world which doesn't like structure will need. Otherwise, we might go off the edge of extremes. So uh, I really do recommend that part. Is there anything else in here that you'd like to speak about? Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I found really, uh, well, I mean, throughout this book, you know, it's talking about developing a strong mind and a resilient mind and heart. Right. And, you know, so having that type of resilience in life is important, you know, and uh, that means, you know, we'll, we'll be able to go through life. And when we're criticized and when people try to put us down, we're kind of be able to just go through that and, you know, brush ourselves off and be like, OK, and, you know, stay focused. And uh you know, and then it talks about the power of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I think that the power of forgiveness is 
synonymous with having a strong mind and a strong heart or a stout heart in the sense that you have to be strong to be able to forgive people. And usually the reason we can't forgive people is because we are hurt by them. But if we are continually uh, focusing on strengthening our mind and our heart, then we, you know, it won't be so difficult for us to forgive people because we're not going to be so affected by them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just such an important thing uh, for all of us to experience in life. And I I do think it would lead to a more uh, mature and just developed civilization if we can all uh, apply these principles. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the strong people who are able to forgive. It's actually the weak people who are unable to forgive others. It's maybe contradictory from a materialistic standpoint, Mm -hmm. but that's how it is from the spiritual perspective. And understanding and acknowledging other people's values and not becoming overly judgmental, that takes a certain level of inner maturity. It is a level of strength that we can cultivate through discipline and practice. And it's going to help us, first of all, improve our lives, but also make other people trust us and want to rely upon us. If we are someone who is maybe we're sharp in our brain, but we're very judgmental and cold towards others, we're never going to be promoted to the highest position. We might find ourselves getting caught up in a certain bottleneck along the way. So these things are, they're kind of teachings which are presented here, but they're also these undescribed laws that we all tend to know about deep within, but no one really brings it up in everyday conversation. So I really do love all those things which are presented. Yeah, I feel like when you read this book, it's like, it's all going to feel like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very natural. Yeah, natural in the, in the deepest sense of the meaning of the word. Right. And um, I think for the people who like to not just read self-help, but also hear it more in a story for, uh, format, they might like learning about the, the life of Riho Okawa, who went through some struggles with his father, and they suffered through poverty, and their family situation had many tragedies. So if you can read through that story, I think you might relate to it, because I think most people have had a life similar to that in one or more parts. And through that experience, Riho Okawa used all those things to make his strong mind. They were the tools. So it's almost like you learn that suffering is not a bad thing. Suffering can be used and unfortunate situations can be used as tools or whetstones to polish our soul or our heart and then make ourselves even stronger after we get through it. So I think that is so crucial to understand about this book. Okay, so uh, we spoke about a lot of different topics today. Could I ask you, John, to read from the epilogue of this book or the afterword of this book? Sure. When I was young, I believed that nothing was impossible if I could just be smart and eloquent. However, with the flow of time, I learned the importance of cultivating a stout heart, a persevering spirit, inner maturity, and inner richness. At the age of 32, I published Invincible Thinking, which grew to become a best-selling book. Now, decades later, as I offer this book, The Strong Mind, to the world, 
I realize that I have been constantly striving to be a true diehard who never gives up and who persists in thinking positively and constructively. I believe that repeated reading will show that it is a good book with enduring lessons, and I sincerely hope that it will serve as a spiritual sustenance for as many people as possible. All right. Fascinating contents. And you can find this book at major bookstores such as Barnes & Noble. It's also online at Amazon.com. And you can learn more at OkawaBooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.